This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself <laughs> laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody. It's February the 13th, and we're just so awesomely happy. Awesomely. Yeah, I like that. Awesomely happy that you are joining us today. And honey, why don't you read the topic? It's really a cool topic. Okay. Hey, singles out there, we're thinking about you. Feelings come and go just like Valentine's Day does. So if you need some encouragement, then this podcast is just for you. That's right. And Proverbs 24, 27 says, do your planning and prepare your fields before you build your house. Yeah, we're going to, we have another one to read too, but we want to, let's camp on that first, first of all. And what we mean by this one's for you, we, we know how, as, remember what that was like when uh, Valentine's Day would approach as a single person, especially if you're, you know, really believing for a, a spouse. And I always think about singles. God's given us such a heart for singles. And we connect, and God brings them to us in in the natural. It's really amazing. And we're grateful. We're honored because uh, we get it, and we understand um, how difficult the holidays can be. And they're all so commercialized anyway. It makes it worse. But we just want to encourage everybody listening that's a single believing for a a spouse, just some of the things that we learned during that time. You know, both of us were married before and certainly learned a lot before we got married the first time, but this this time around, uh, even more wisdom. But what we're what we're really wanting to focus on is just during that that time of waiting, what can during the meantime, which can seem like it's a very mean time. It's it's really not. I begin to just see it as such a time of preparation for me. And what we mean by that is just spending time preparing myself. I've spent my time preparing myself when when I didn't even know you. I knew you were out there somewhere. Yeah. But I also knew the kind of man I wanted to draw. Yeah. I wanted to draw a man of God. And so in order for me to draw a man of God, I had to be a, a woman of God. Yeah. And what that meant to me. And how could I, you know, expect to draw uh, someone with with those standards as well if, if I didn't have them for myself, which for the most part I believe that I did, but I certainly wanted to come up higher. Right. And so I, I really spent a lot of time uh, in that, in that zone. Yeah. And, and just wanting to be the best that I could possibly be during that waiting time for that for you whenever you did come along, honey, so that I had done my homework. Yeah. And so that you weren't you so that I would be a blessing to you and not a burden. So that you wouldn't believe that I was just looking for someone to save me. Yeah. So that when we did meet I could walk along beside you instead of walking behind you because I didn't know who I was or walking too far ahead of you trying to be the man. Yeah. And so just that whole time of preparing myself really 
really was uh, such an eye-opener. I grew so much during that time once I was able to get beyond the hurt. And I, I just know that that really encouraged me. And I also um, spent a lot of time with with couples and, yeah. and, and women who I believed had good marriages, um, who were walking with the Lord. Awesome women of God. Yeah. A lot of, I had a lot of wonderful mentors who I learned from. And so I just, you know, I went on with my life, of course, doing the next right thing in front of me and yeah. working and taking care of my house. And, but I didn't fixate on that. I just knew that I had to, uh, I had to do a lot of work, and I was okay with it. Yeah. And I wanted God to be able to trust me, and I knew that it was up to me. It really was. Yeah. It was up to me on uh, not just the time frame, because that stepdad was, it obviously was his time, but I, I, there were times that he would, I could hear him say to me, just let this thing go that I'm, I'm, I'm prompting you to take care of. Let it go as long as you want to. It's just going to take that much longer for me to do what you're asking me to do in your life. Yeah. So when he would bring those to my heart, I tried my best to get it taken care of. Yeah. And do what I believed he was telling me to do because I didn't. I, I wanted to. Ma- I just. I just wanted to do my part. Right. I wanted to be to be trustworthy with someone's heart. Yeah. So. Well, that's true. <clears throat> you know, and I, and you know, and uh, when I was single. And uh, started my walk with Christ. I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't want to have those feelings anymore, to where you did, you couldn't really discern anything. I mean, you know, just to, for for fulfillment, um, you you might you know uh, say you know well she's really pretty and and you feel like you know that um, that's going to be the one. You know what I mean? Before you even have any type of scruples or anything or any kind of discernment or prayer about it. And and so I wanted, I wanted to really shield myself away from that. And so I started praying to God, you know, that, hey, you know what, Lord, uh, I, I really would love for you to prepare a woman of God for me. And I prayed that for a couple of years. And, well, nothing happened, mm-hmm. you know. So I really thought the Lord expected me to be single the rest mm-hmm. of my life, which I was okay with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I really was. I was okay with that. If that was his desire, then he was going to use me in other places, and maybe do a singles ministry or whatever, be a missionary. I was going to sell my house and be a missionary. And so one night I was praying, you know, hey, Lord, you know, I, uh, I'll do anything you want. It's like the scripture says, Isaiah 6, 8, who shall we send and who will go for us? And then I said, here am I, send me. Mm-hmm. That's one of, my, one of my life verses. And so I just told him, I said, Lord, send me wherever you want me to go. But I would, if it's your desire, love for you to prepare a wife for me, if that's what you want me to, to be, you know, married. Well, very clearly he spoke to me and he said, you know what? You've been praying the wrong prayer for a couple of years. And I was thinking, how can I be praying the wrong prayer? I'm praying for a godly woman. And he said, she's ready. You're the one I need to start preparing. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that changed my life mm-hmm. as far as my prayer towards right. uh, marriage. And then I started you know, praying to him, Lord, begin to please prepare yes. me for her. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I want to love her as Christ loves the church, mm. which is going to be our next scripture we'll read. 
And so it changed everything. It and did. then, you know, and then three months later after, well, I started praying that prayer. I prayed that prayer for about six months. And then, uh, and then I got on this website mm. and then I met Teresa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, God was preparing me during that time. I can tell you those prayers were being heard. Yeah. Answered. Well, again, you know, he told me that you're already ready. Mm-hmm. You know, was, I need to be prepared, you know, and learn how to treat a woman correctly mm-hmm. and, and, and how to look at a woman correctly, mm-hmm. um, how to be respectful, you know. And men, you know, we're, you know, we're just so foolish sometimes. We just, <laughs> we really do, you know. And uh, as much as I love my lovely wife, I mean, I still do things. That I'm sure, <laughs> you know, ag- aggravate her and this and that. But one thing that will never waver is my love for her because of how much she loves Christ. Oh, mm. thank you, honey. Well, the other thing to, to encourage those that are listening was because we wanted to be so sure this this next time if that indeed was what God had um, I threw my list away yeah I finally had reached that point where I was so content to be single with God I threw that long list I had away of what I thought you know you needed to have and I just said I'm putting the word on this and I, I turned to Ephesians 525 and I prayed it and I said Lord just send me a husband who's going to love me the way Christ loves the church right. and, and, prepa- him and prepare me for him because yes. I'm so done with this and I closed the Bible and I just went on with my life and I think that was in May and then we met in sep- um, September of September. 2007 September June, July, 29th. August, uh-huh. September 4 months so um, I had prayed that, and so when we actually met and then went out, I think the third time, Scott prayed with me, and his exact words were, God, show me how to love Teresa the way Christ loves the church. And so I was so grateful to God for that confirmation because, oh, how I needed it. Mm-hmm. It was so clear, and I had such peace, and we got um, engaged that that December yeah. Met in September, got engaged in December, Christmas Day, and we're engaged for a, a year, and then we're married the following Valentine's Day in 2009. Yeah. And I'm, I never thought twice about it. I never looked back. I, I couldn't wait to marry you. And uh, it just, God just was just, has amazed us and still does every day. Right. We want to encourage all of you that there are good ones out there. Yeah. You just have to be willing to not settle for the chicken suit. Yeah. Right? No. Right. You just have to be willing to uh, cooperate with God and trust Him in all of it. And and just go on and enjoy your life and prepare yourself along the way so that you can offer the very best to whether it's your, your future spouse or just the Lord every day. Right? That's right. You know, and this podcast is not just for singles. This is, this, this is for you guys who are married as well prayerfully remembering when you were single and remembering, you know, your spouse. Like Teresa was saying, you know, about what she really desired in a man. Okay. Well, maybe, you know, sometimes when we're married, we forget that. But you always need to go back to that 
You know, what, what did Pastor Phil say? Mm-hmm. You know, write down great things about each other. Yeah, in our premarital counseling, he yes. said, I want y'all to do one thing. I want you to write down, I don't know how many things he said, but uh, write down as many things as you can think of yeah. that drew you together in the first place. What yeah. attracted you, no, what attracted to you to each other in the first place. That's right. Because you want to always go back to that during tough times. And you know, it was so true. Yeah, it is. Because and, when life starts to happen and you get under the same roof and get busy, you, you got to sometimes pull that out and go, oh, remind me again, God? Oh, yeah. But the great thing about a good marriage is those were what you knew before, and then you discover so many more after you're married. That's right. You just add to it. So don't forget that about your spouse, okay? And uh, always remember why you fell in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Feelings do come and go. And feelings are fickle. They are fickle. Got to have them. That's right. But you know, but I do, uh, and Teresa as well, we both know uh, of a knowing that will never come and go. They'll always be there with you. And his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You know, what a beautiful name. Jesus. He's so real. My desire and traces is for you to know him. He'll never leave you. And he'll be your first love. Mm-hmm. You may have thought you've been in love four times in your life. <laughs> but when you fall in love with Jesus, you'll realize he is your first love. So we'd love for you to have that opportunity right now. And let me just say that too: when you when you have that kind of love, then you can properly love. You can That's exactly love right. properly. Love through the eyes and the heart of Jesus. And when you start doing that, you know, not saying you're not going to make mistakes. You know, you're not going to still be goofy or whatever, make mistakes. But you know what? The desire to love like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's what your spouse needs to see in you every day. Mm-hmm. What's her desire. What's his desire? As long as you got that, you got a great foundation. Mm-hmm. So if you've never given your life to Jesus and you'd love to do that today, or maybe you have, and maybe at one time it was just a feeling. You didn't really know him. And you walked away. Right now, it's your opportunity to come back to him. Please pray this prayer with us and please know that you're saved by the grace in the mercy of our Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you that I know that you're more than a feeling, mm. that you're a knowing. And Jesus, I know that you died on the cross, and I know that you rose on the third day. And I know because of the cross, my sins are forgiven, because I'm asking you, please, Lord, forgive me my sins. Jesus, thank you for being my first love. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. well, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at infolivingup.org or any other kind of prayer request you may have or comment. And, you know, we'd love for you to start praying about a church this weekend and ask them if they have a discipleship or mentorship program so somebody can walk with you side by side for at least a year 
to help you with this awesome new walk with Jesus. That's right. Well, this has been great. And um, Singles, we just want you to know we love you and we think about you. And we're honored to have spent this time with you. So, until tomorrow, keep living it up. While we ain't here.